just think about how tight all of those little threads are woven together and whatever we choose to weave into the lives of the children around us and those that we are in close relationship with, we're weaving into each other's lives. Those are very difficult to undo. If you're interested in how highly successful investors overcome limitations and become unstoppable forces of success, you're in the right place. The Conscious Investor Podcast features weekly conversations with real estate investing experts and delivers a Monday mindset episode to help launch your week with intention. If you believe success is for everyone willing to think, then do. These conversations will be your weekly rocket fuel. Welcome back, Conscious Investor. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode where we're going to talk about the number one reason you have not reached your financial goals. Yeah. I'm boiling this down to one single reason, and it's a mindset reason. But before we dive into that, since we're talking about finances, let's talk about wealth management for just a moment. You've already heard me mention Mode Wealth as a company that my family partners with, and they happen to also be supporting our show. Mode Wealth, we've been working with them for a couple of years now, and I just love that I have somebody that I can call and that we can make those adjustments along the way to ensure that our our plan for our finances is on track and intact. Because I'll tell you what, when you go to file your taxes at the end of the year, when it is 1231 at 1150, it's too late to try to figure out a tax strategy that's going to save you and allow you to have those resources to reinvest in your business or your livelihood. So anyhow, I encourage you, look in the show notes, go check out Mode Wealth, schedule a free consultation so that you can just see, is that a fit for you? All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about number one reason why you have not reached your financial goal. This is a thought that has been a recurring thought of mine It's a huge mindset element. It's something that I've spoken about before on the podcast, but I haven't spoken about it in this way. And I haven't been this pointed about it quite a bit, not just a little bit, quite a bit inspired. I was listening to Life Church. Craig Rochelle is a pastor there. And he had someone else from the Life Church family, in a sense, teaching recently on generosity. And he had this thing where he was saying, this not enough thinking. And he was going, went on to say that whether somebody has $10, $100 or more than that, we all have our baseline of what not enough is. By the way, I want to give a shout out to one of my amazing investors who turned me on to Life Church and listening to Craig Rochelle. Absolutely fabulous and really inspiring messages to listen to. So you know who you are. And I just want to say thank you. I keep sharing it with lots of people. Now, here's another place where I've heard this concept about not enough, this mindset. And this is why it really stood out to me. And I was like, this is something I have to speak to the conscious investor about. And that is Michael Neal's book, Super Coach. You've heard me mention Super Coach in the past because it was a surprising book to me. It was a book that was recommended by my coach and I put off reading it. And as soon as the book and networking club read it, oh my goodness, I completely understand why it was so highly recommended. He has a chapter in Super Coach. He writes this chapter and it is on how to never be broke again, how to have all the money you want. It's kind of like, oh, that's so lofty. But he goes on to explain how money is a resource and it is a tool. And our viewpoint of money 
is what gives it more or less power in our lives. Another way of saying this before I go to that, let me just add, if I were to give you a million dollars and we can do this exercise, just pretend that I just handed you a million dollars. You're going to, are you going to poof and all of a sudden your fine lines and wrinkles are gone and you have the house and the car of your dreams and all your relationships are perfect, right? Is that what's going to happen the moment you get a million dollars? No, you are you. So that million dollars, it's a million dollars, but you are you. It's not going to change who you are. So whatever is within you is actually amplified oftentimes by our quote, have or have not are enough or not enough mentality. Ed Milet goes on to actually really drive this point home in his recent book called The Power of One More. He also discusses this at different moments on his podcast. And in the book, he actually talks about this thermostat that we all have. And it doesn't matter what it is. It might be a relationship thermostat. It might be our finances. It might be how we view our community and politics, right? But we have this thermostat, this baseline. Now think about this. You've been following along on social media. So you know that we are so blessed in my home to no longer be fuel dependent based upon lumber. So, right, we had a wood burning stove and that was our source of heat in the bitter cold of winter, no matter what time of year it was, that's how the Holly family stayed warm. And this summer we were able to go through and we needed to re- redo our floors anyway. We now have radiant heat. It is magical. If you've never experienced radiant heat, this is my first experience and I am just in awe. It is pure magic. It might also be that I've been living last six years, feeding a fireplace, making sure that wood stove had wood in it so that we could stay warm. Well, With that radiant heat, we set the thermostat and you do the same. If you're living in Arizona, Texas, a place where it's hot, you're setting your air conditioner and you're like, oh my gosh, can we please have it be like 68 degrees in here? And the air conditioner is going to turn off and on depending on the temperature of the house. For me, that radiant floor, it's electric. And so it's turning off and on to maintain this warmth level on the floor that just radiates out like magic. Okay. Either way you get the idea. Those thermostats are designed to keep us level, to keep us stable on a certain temperature. Well, our thinking, and this is Ed Milet's like his example that I like very much are, we always just go back to this baseline. So that's why we see so many people on their yo-yo diets, right? Where they ate well, they lost the weight that they wanted to lose. They have the fitness level they want. And then Next, you see them again and they're right back to where they were. And you're like, that's so weird. Like you were all fit and in shape. It's because their thermostat, their thinking, their mindset was a particular way. So maybe you see the connection between these things, right? We can't reach our financial goals if we have the wrong thinking underlying absolutely everything. If I gave you a million dollars and many people win the lottery and they're giving this huge amount of money, technically, I don't think they get it all at once. It's in like payouts throughout the year, but they get this money, a windfall that they were not expecting, but they don't understand. They don't have a mindset for it. And so what do they do? They end up oftentimes broke, like not even where they were before, but even less so. Okay. So they dip below that thermostat line. They just go and then they'll probably come back up. 
I don't know. I haven't seen how long it takes them to rebound. You just hear the horror stories, right? And so the idea is that you are never going to reach your financial goals if your thinking is misaligned. So let's talk about where does that thinking come from? There are three really distinct places where that thinking originates from. And the most common is our childhood. Whatever is taking place in the environment that we are growing up in with the adults that are surrounding us and those conversations that they're having, how they are treating our birthdays and the holidays like Christmas and such. Do we buy the turkey at Thanksgiving or do we not? Do we have one gift under the tree or no gifts under the tree or three gifts or what does that look like? And if it's my birthday, do I have a small party? Do I have a big party? What does that look like? And I'm not saying that those are ways to justify it, but in a child's world, those are different metrics. I'm very acutely aware. A lot of times I have this rule. Okay, go ahead and you can just chuckle at me if you want. I'm okay with it. But we, and I'm going to share about this in just a few minutes, but we went through a really hard time. Like a lot of people did during the great recession. And during that time, I learned to be an awesome coupon lady. I was like crazy coupon lady. I think that's actually a like person out there. I was like right up there with them, right? And so anyhow, but that mentality is actually still within me, but it's not because I need to do the crazy coupon thing now. Now it's because I just refuse to pay full price for a box of cereal. So my kids will come up to me and in my mind, I keep thinking, oh, I'm weaving this money mindset into their life right now. I need to be aware. And so I will actually tell them, they'll ask, oh, can we get whatever it is? It usually comes around cereal. That's really one of those places where I'm like, oh, I just can't pay full price for cereal. And so anyhow, the kids will ask, like, oh, can we get this? I'm like, they know. I'm like, is it on sale? No, it's not on sale. But I follow it up with this. I said, listen. It's not about the money. It's not that, sure, we can buy it. It's just, I have a hard time doing that, knowing that in five weeks, it's going to be on sale for two thirds of the price. Like it's going to be such a rock bottom deal. Like I would rather do that. So trying to create some caveats for them so that they're not thinking, oh my gosh, we're poor and we're this and that because I'm trying to protect that childlike money mindset and shifting it from, I don't want them to have a scarcity mindset. And you might've grown up with that scarcity mindset where, It's that fear of like, oh my gosh, do we have enough money? Oh my gosh, like, oh, if you were a child during my era, right? Your parents are probably still writing checks because there weren't debit cards. It's like, oh my gosh, is there enough money? Checks being written, that's a lot of money. Because in kids' eyes, X amount of dollars can be a significant number of substantial amount of money. I remember we bought something, maybe we left Costco and my daughter was like, oh my gosh, that was so much money. And it actually was a lot of money, but fine. I'm like, these are all things that we need. This isn't an issue. We're fine. Having to recalibrate that. So go back to your childhood. What was it like for you? What was that mindset that you were raised around? And if you are around kids, what mindset are you weaving into their lives? And I'm specifically saying, weaving into their lives because I really want envision fabric being woven together. And you just think about how tight all of those little threads are woven together and whatever we choose to weave into the lives of the children around us and those that we are in close relationship with, we're weaving into each other's lives. Those are very difficult to undo, right? Think about this. If you get a snag in here, it can ruin the whole thing. You just need to be careful as we are weaving. So be very conscientious. Okay. So 
Right. This can come from your childhood, your money mindset. Maybe during the last economic recession or one of the previous ones when you were alive, maybe, or maybe it was just another, what do we call those? Just a learning session. Sometimes we have our own learning sessions in life on different topics, but oftentimes we have them collectively as a culture through these huge things like the great recession or the dot-com crash, or we could go back in time, right? I know for our family, We went through a really hard time because my husband decided that he was going to go into residential real estate actually in 2008. Great time to get into residential real estate, right? So all that to say, we had just started a family and he's in real estate. That produced a lot of pressure on our finances. Now, if you're curious about some of that pressure, make sure you head over to the Conscious Investor Facebook group because I was sharing some of this, but I went into a lot of detail about the shame surrounding that and some of the experiences that we had. And it was really intense. So It's a free group, but it is a private group. And I encourage you to head over and join that. Just go to facebook.com, The Conscious Investor, no podcast, just The Conscious Investor. And you'll have access to that video. And you might be surprised at some of the things that you hear in there. Anyhow, that experience was really intense. And those intense experiences shape our money mindset as well. And now there's another area. And sometimes we just simply hold fear in our hearts around money. So let's talk about this a little bit more. We talked about what mindset you were raised with, and I kind of went on to that a little bit already, but let's go into that challenging time that you may have faced financially. And we can actually use those financial times, those financial struggles to really leverage us into being successful in the now. So I just think about what we went through I think about the shame and about how I never spoke about so many of the struggles that we had, but you can catch them, the whole thing in the Conscious Investor Facebook group. But in doing so, I can look back now at that 12-ish years ago, I guess, and I can see like God's provision through all of that. And I can see that we've had the highs and we've had the lows, but we've been very blessed feel very blessed we got to redo flooring and put radiant heat in, right? So anyhow, you just think about those elements, okay? And if you've done it in the past, you can surely accomplish it and do this again in the future. So let's talk about that fear that you might be harboring in your heart. Oh, I don't like fear. I grew up in fear my whole childhood. I was always afraid. And it took so much joy from around me. I missed out on so many opportunities just because I chose the fear and I chose my imagination over. I chose challenging the validity of that. And I suppose that's why I challenge you so often to say, challenge that assumption. What if we like to lean into that? What if, oh my gosh, what if the market crashes? Oh my gosh, what if the banks like recall all the loans? And what if we don't have all the money to pay for all those apartment complexes? And what if the residents stop paying? I mean, like, trust me, you can tell. I've heard a lot of people's what ifs when it comes to investing in apartments, right? But we can also go the other way and say, what if? So instead of saying all the negative what ifs, let's be equal opportunists and say, oh my gosh, What if we provide quality housing for people? What if that provides stability during a really uncertain, scary time in their life? What if everybody pays their rent on time? And what if we have extra to where 
we can actually give some grace to some people in the complex that we really know genuinely need support. And we don't advertise it, but we can actually just support them in a capacity and give them some feet to get beneath them. So we need to challenge our fear-based assumptions a hundred million percent. Listen, money is a renewable, regenerative resource. It is a tool. It is not meant to be hoarded either. Okay. Money is not meant to be piled up. What were those ducks? I want to say Darkwing Duck, but there was this one cartoon that I used to watch when I was a kid. And I just remember the patriarch duck type thing. I think it was an uncle. There was this picture in the beginning of the episode and it was him on top of this pile of gold. He was just this very greedy, fearful person that just had to have the money and the money was going to comfort him and keep him safe. Guess what? Money isn't going to comfort you and money is not going to keep you safe. It is a resource. It comes, it goes. And if we can be comfortable in that, we can live a very, very happy life. But if our happiness is tied and correlated directly with money, do we ever have a chance of actually having joy or peace or happiness in our lives? So we need to cut the tie between money and my happiness. Sure, I will tell you, money can definitely make for some really, really happy times. (laughs) Some of our happiest times are like, oh, well, that was nice that we had the resources to go and do that, right? (laughs) But those aren't the only times I've been happy when I didn't have any money. So cut the ties between those two. They are not correlated. Money is a resource. If we need more of it, we can figure out ways to make more of it. All right. That's what I have for you today. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I kind of botched this a recording of this today. I wanted to do it on Facebook Live and I did. And I was going to share it with you here on the podcast, Facebook, meaning to the private conscious investor group so that they could have just a little bonus in their week. And it didn't work out. So I think that there is a lot of extra embellishments, some extra stories over there in that private Facebook group. And I didn't plan this as a way to like, oh, coerce you to go over there. But I'd highly recommend if this is a topic that you feel challenged with, or you feel like I need more encouragement in this area, I'd highly recommend heading over and just joining that group so that you can hear some of the harder knocks that we've experienced. And that might be encouraging to you. We are heading into the uncertain economic times and everything, which isn't it always like that? Haven't people been saying for the last seven years, oh, this is an elongated cycle. Oh, wow. This is right. The economy is sort of like the weather. It's one of those things that everybody likes to always talk about and always have a prediction about, but it's cyclical and it has seasons just as there are seasons winter, spring, summer, fall, there are economic seasons. We just don't call them that. We call them cycles. Okay. And so we don't need to be afraid. Every time there's a shift in the economic cycle, the economic season, we don't have to go into this fear-based, it's the end of the world. Trust me, right? North Idaho conspiracies. Let's see. It's the end of the world. And There are all these plans as to how people are going to be taking over, right? I can't even remember all of them because I try not to remember too many of them. But my point is this, it's a natural thing to have. Everything in life has a season, has a cycle to it. And so guard your mind from becoming fearful and look for the opportunities, the opportunities to support other people emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially, if you have that capacity. And guess what? We've been able to be generous at every single income bracket that we've ever lived in. And so I can speak from that. If you are generous 
when you have little, you will be generous when you have a lot. When you are stingy, when you have little, you will be stingy when you have a lot. It's how it's part of that mindset. So remember, wipe away the not enough thinking, exchange it, change your mindset. You have plenty. There is more out there. You will always have your needs met. You are awesome. I appreciate you listening. If this was valuable and helpful for you, please make sure you leave an honest rating and review. So many of you have recently done that. We're at 107 wonderful reviews. And I just want to say thank you so much because that is wind in my sails, such an encouragement. Until next time, live big, love bigger. Feeling alone, disconnected, Conscious investors often feel alone or disconnected because of their unique perspective and desire to expand their thinking. But the journey of a lifetime isn't meant to be solo or forged by grit alone. Join the Conscious Investor community on Facebook, link arms, exchange ideas, and expand your thinking on finances, relationship, and community. Join the Conscious Investor group on Facebook today.